The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by the angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But he is now comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Couch potatoes. There is nothing harder to do to motivate someone that is a couch potato, whether it's yourself to get yourself off the couch or whether it's to get your kids off the couch or to get your spouse off the couch. It's very, very difficult to motivate a couch potato. I have to admit, I'm not a couch potato now, but I remember the whimsical days of high school where there was nothing better than coming home from school, laying down on the couch, turning the TV on, shutting my mind off, and just laying there. It was a wonderful thing, I thought. But I also found that during those years, um, I experienced boredom. I was someone that was bored all the time. There was nothing to do. I'm just, you know, I'm bored. And, um, you know, I realized that that time went on through high school and through college, and, and uh, there was this sense of kind of wanting to to do the least work possible to get the most effort or to get the most uh, bang for my buck, you know? So to put forth the least effort I could possibly put forward and get whatever I could out of it. That would be with anything, whether it be studying for a test, you know, or, or working in class, or whether it be working at McDonald's or Dairy Queen or Walmart or a gas station, what was the least amount of work I could do possible and get the most money possible? Does that sound like a maximum of today's society, by the way? So, um, 
over the years, you know, I didn't realize that as a high schooler, I was kind of opting in, I was trying to opt into early retirement. <laughs> I was trying to retire when I was a high schooler already. And uh, we hear this in the first reading. Thus says the Lord God of hosts, woe to the complacent in Zion, lying upon their beds of ivory, stretch comfortably on their couches. Couch potatoes, sound familiar? Pope Francis spoke about this exactly at World Youth Day. So this past summer, he was speaking to the teens uh, all around the world in Poland, but I think it applies to all of us today. And um, he said these words to the to youth at World Youth Day. He said, It pains me to meet young people who seem to have opted for this early retirement. I worry when I see young people who have thrown in the towel before the game has even begun, who are defeated even before they begin to play who walk around glumly as if life has no meaning. Deep down, young people like this are bored. And they're boring, Francis told this massive crowd that was gathered together for World Youth Day. He said, it's also hard and troubling to see young people who waste their lives looking for thrills, a feeling of being alive by taking dark paths, and in the end, have to pay for it. And pay dearly they do. It's disturbing, disturbing to see young people squandering the best years of their lives, wasting their energies, running after peddlers of fond illusions who rob what is best for you. And so he said, I ask you, are you looking for empty thrills in life? Or do you want to feel the power that can give you the lasting sense of fulfillment? Empty thrills are the power of grace. Let's think about ourselves for a moment. Are we couch potatoes? Are we seeking early retirement in life? Are we seeking empty thrills or the power of grace? We hear in the gospel, Jesus said to the Pharisees, he's addressing this to all the Pharisees, those that, that had everything. So he could kind of speak to the American people today. There was a rich man that was dined in this purple linen and, and feasted sumptuously each day. And lying right at his doorstep was the poor man Lazarus. And every day, every single day, he literally had to step over him to get into his house. And it wasn't until the end when they both died and Abraham was taken to the bosom of Abraham and the rich man was um, in a place that seems very much like hell, looking up, burning on fire and saying, won't you send Lazarus down, dip a finger in, in water and, and, and cleanse this, uh, fill my thirst. And he says, I, I want to warn the people that are left. I want to warn them not to neglect the poor. I want to warn them not to be lazy. And Abraham says to him, they have the prophet, prophets. They've already had their warning. And even if someone would rise from the dead, they wouldn't believe them. And Jesus, of course, is referring to, him, to himself. See, we've experienced the resurrection. As people that are baptized, as people that have received this life-giving water, we're called to be disciples. We're called to be, on, we're called to be literally on fire while we're on this earth. We're not called to be on this earth to be comfortable. We are called to constantly be working to bring others to know Christ. So what will it take to motivate us? What does it take to get a couch potato off of the couch? It takes a great deal of effort. And the reality is, you all did it this morning. You all got out of bed this morning. You all got off your couches. You all got here to Mass this morning. 
And so you have already taken the first step. And now, in just a few moments, as you receive the body and blood of Christ into you, we receive Jesus into us. And at this moment, we experience the amazing love of God. Ultimately, what does it take to motivate a couch potato? It's the experience of love. It's the experience that when we come here, we feel God's love. In some way, we, we feel together here. In some way, we feel God speak to us in the words. In some way, we feel God present as we receive him in the body and blood of Christ. It comes when we realize that we are loved. So the sin that we're really talking about here of the couch potato is none other than, than sloth. The Catechism refers to sloth as a culpable lack of physical or spiritual effort. It also defines it as acedia or laziness, one of the capital seven deadly sins. This goes so far as to refuse the joy that comes from God and be repelled by divine goodness. So to refuse what is joyful and be repelled by goodness. So if you think about the gentleman lying on the sofa, that may be a very popular image, but another popular image is the workaholic, somebody that works nonstop and they neglect the poor right in front of them, they neglect their family right in front of them, they neglect loving people right in front of them. To close with the Holy Father, he said, for many people it's easier and better to have a drowsy and dull kid who confuses happiness with the sofa. Dear young people, and I would say to all of you, we didn't come into this world to lay around and do nothing. We didn't come for early retirement. We came for another reason, to leave a mark. The times we live in do not call for young couch potatoes, but for young people with shoes, or better yet, boots that are laced. And so I offer you the question, are you a couch potato in this world? Are you a couch potato in the spiritual life? Are you really doing what God has called you to do? Do you notice and take care of the Lazarus at your doorstep? We didn't come in this world to lay around and do nothing. We came for another reason, to leave a mark.